Okay, good morning. We're Masechet Baba Kama Daf Kufyud Kuf Tedvav. Sorry, we started the bottom of Kufyud Dalit Amud Bet, and uh, the shir is being broadcast from Johannesburg, um, and let's dedicate the shir to Nishmat on the dying this war to the Pzuim Chatufim mentioned Daniel Shimon Ben Sharon, dedicated especially to my brother-in-law, Dov Ber Ben Zev Bradley, second day of of of. Uh, Third of of, of Yeshiva this morning, Shu'ili for his Neshama. Okay, so we're starting at the mission at the bottom of Kufu Dalit Amud Bet. So a person recognizes that his, that, his, that his possessions are stolen, books or kadim or whatever are all stolen. He identifies them and, and, and it's known in the town that they were stolen, right? So the mission is an interesting concept over here called Takanat Ashuk. We'll see that. Says, so what happened is that someone stole these goods. Somebody stole the goods and then sold them to somebody else. And this guy finds them with the guy, the new purchaser. Okay, the fence, whoever he was, an innocent person, let's say, for those purposes, he stole it. And he's got to go to the guy, he makes him make a shwe. How much did you pay for what you, what, for my books? He'd say, I found my books with somebody, Chaim, Chaim bought from a Ganef. So how much did you pay? He makes a shwe. What he paid? I paid him the money to take my books back. It was, I have to buy my books back from him. Vim love, love call him in. Then if not, then he then doesn't get them back. Shani Omer, Machran Lacher, Velachan Zemen. Because I say, this guy uh, uh, sold him to somebody else. And he bought them from somebody else. In other words, the Mishnah here says quite an interesting idea there. That basically, uh, you can't force the guy to give them to you. Right? Because he never stole them. Because the, whoever it was, at the end of the day, we can say, maybe this guy, me, I sold them to somebody who sold them to somebody else. Because there's no proof it was stolen. The, 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 basically, the Mishnah seems to say, we don't trust the guy so quickly that, that, that you can claim it was stolen goods. But everyone knew they were stolen. So everyone knew they were stolen. The whole town talking about these stolen goods. What's the problem? Okay, well, okay, maybe. Right? Not yet. So maybe he's the guy who sold, sold, sold it himself. And he didn't let this name out in town. He had Charote. He didn't want to sell them. He said, ah, oh, my goods have been stolen. But he himself, the guy who stole, who sold them. Right? So I'm a beautiful Amaraf. I mean, he said, no, guys came to his house and they were shouting, right? And he was shouting, he's making the whole story up. He says, we don't believe either. That's why he's pretending that it was all stolen, but he actually sold it. Rav Kahana would end off the story, he said like this, the halokha, he in Arab, Rav Kahana, no, we saw there was a break-in. We could see that the guy broken in. There was a break-in. And guys who had stayed in the house, right? Your borders or guests, whatever, they left. They're carrying big bad, uh, uh, satchels of, uh, of, of stolen goods. And everyone's saying that these things were stolen. So, no, it's not that the guy sold it. We can see that there's incriminating evidence over here that there really was a Geneva. So maybe how do you know with books? Maybe they were carrying out, I don't know, pots and pans and chairs and stuff. Where do you know that books were stolen? People said, no, we saw uh, boxes of, Katie boxes of books. Maybe he said, maybe they only took out a few books and this guy's claiming a lot of books were sold, were stolen. 
So as you try to all the time say to yourself, how do you know that this stuff is really starting good? Maybe the guys, uh, the he's he's he had charotin and he wants them back. So I guess you brought here the gemara sefer plani uplani. Nice, but specify exactly which books were stolen. Maybe they were old books instead of new books. No, we knew exactly what they were. Did Rav really say, because we start with Rav, and then we get all these things. Did Rav really such as the thing? And in a case like this, right, you can, you can pay, you can make a shvur and get them, and they're going to force you to give them back. But didn't Rav tell us a halacha? I got quite interesting halacha over here, right? In Mitzchak's head, when Baba Machtiv Gab Machtiv, it normally means that he came like in, you know, at risk. Of, uh, he came, came, came. He like burrowed into your house, saying, "You find a whole underground, like a Hamas story, right?" But Machtiv, okay, but Machtiv underground, okay. Then I told Caleb, he took him the yatsa and he left Patur. He's Patur from him. He gives back to you. Why my time? But the Mekan and he he bought them with his life. Why did he buy them with his life? See, in the Machtiv. Right, you, you, you risk your life. You have to kill a guy if he's, if he's uh, firing into your house. So he, 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 he risked your life. So he said, No, that's when he managed the firing. Then he said, Rav said, The guy risked his life. We don't make him be his patru. Asul, right? But patru. But honey, these, what was the case of here? These guys didn't fire in. They didn't make the holes. They stayed in the house and they went out through the back door where the holes were. So they themselves didn't actually take the risk of, 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 of being killed. That's why in a case like this, they wouldn't be part of the gift. I'm a rabbi Loshanu, right? Now we go back to our subject of you have to make a shvua and, and pay the money. So Rabbi says, Loshan end of a barabai tasulim kol kalaf. Where do you make a guy make a shvua? How much you pay? And you got to pay him back the money, take a book back when you when it was a guy who was had books for sale. So we got a we got a hava meaning that he might have actually been the one who wanted to sell them. But a guy who's got no no never sells his books, right? I would even think that he sold them. He changed his mind. Lord Sarich la drule kulai. Doesn't have to go into all the details, right? Uh, <coughs> and get all people to come and saw it and 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 talk, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe you're maybe the guy's not a normal guy sells books, but now he happened to be in distress and he needed money. And now he did take a, sell the books and he's lying. So you're right, he's not a guy who's normally selling books, so we so we, we want to believe him more, but maybe he needed the money. Amrabashi he says, no, at the end of the day, we talk about a situation over here. What happened? Everyone knew these books were stolen goods. Everyone knew there were stolen objects around. He's a trustworthy guy. The other case was, but nonetheless, what do we see? He can make the gun of make a, the, the, the owner of the books now make a shvur that how much he paid, and he wants his books back. He's got to pay him and get the books back. Okay, so we're going to discuss in a little bit detail just now about Takanada Shuk, but um, I'm probably getting a little bit faster here, but we've got Shachrit here in Beit Avil at 8 o'clock. So I've got to, we've got to finish this stuff quickly. See, Itmar, Ganav Umachar, a guy stole something and then sold it. And then that is that, that everyone knows it was all stolen, and we know who the Ganav was even. Right? Now what's the good? I want my stolen goods back. Right? I want my stolen goods back. So the question is, who who tuned do I have recourse? Can I hop the books back from the Ganav, from the guy who's owning them now? Say to him, you go get your compensation from the Ganif. You pay the Ganif, your problem with the Ganif. Or do I have to go to the or, or, or do I have to pay this guy back and go and claim my money from the Ganif? That's the question. So Ganav Rabbi Right, it was the uncle member Rabbi Hadini Marishan. 
the, 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 the Balabite has to go to the Ganif. He's the first guy. And he's got to get his money back from the Ganif, not from the guy who bought it. Rabbi Yochum Mishmael, Rabbi Yana, Amar, no, Adini Mashani, from the second one, from the guy who bought it. So, uh, so it says over here, Amar Rabbi Yosef, Velo Pligi, is it a machloket over here? So when Rav in the Rebbe said he did it with the with 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 the Ganif, that was he says that was he says over here I did him a shiny in my in my I did him in my shiny. When he said he did it with the Rishon with the Ganif, it was after Yehush. Why after Yehush? Because if you're doing with Yehush, so the Ganif really when he sold it to the second guy. So there was Yehush and Shinu Rishut, remember? Change of ownership. So the, the second guy is actually, it's already his. He was Kone. So that's why he, is an, he, he can't lose out now. I've got to pay him back and go get my money from the gun. Where according to Rabbi Yochan Shmad Rabbi Yana, I said the dins with the, with, the, with the Shane, the second guy, that would be before Yehush. Because I wasn't with Yehush yet. So when the second guy bought it from the gun, if there wasn't Yehush and Shinu uh, Rishut, only Shinu Rishut, you already with me? Right? With me, mm-hmm. so there wasn't so the second guy hadn't really rightfully owned it. So therefore, I got to the second guy and take it from him because it wasn't his. Only when I was with Yaish and the Ganeth then sold it off to Yayush, there was Yayush and Shinurashut. So, when this is now, Gamora can ask a question Does the order make a difference? If there was first Yayush and then Shinurashut, or first Shinurashut and then Yayush, would it make a difference? It really clear At the moment we say there's no machloket, right? They both hold We learned a couple of ago. said that Gazal That if one person was a Gazlin and the and the other and the, and the only had to be mitiyash yet, there came somebody else and chapped it from him. You can go and decide who you want to take it back from because both of them are Gazlanim as far as you could say because it was before Yayush. Okay, so they both Gazlanim. So Amale Abaya Abaya said, "Look, you think it's not machlokit between Rabbi Yana and Rabbi between Yochanan Mishmad Rabbi Yana and Rabbi and Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar? Is it Hamatanot Kuna Kalifne Yush Dami? But if you tell me there's not machlokit, the one saying before Yush, the one saying after Yush, then wait a second, we'll see in a case of a guy who bought from a butcher uh, meat, and in the meat there was parts of the, the, in, the in, in, insides, the kavot and whatever the Kohanim would get as a matana. So the butcher should have separated that and given it to the Kohanim and then sold the guy the meat." And that's before Yehush. Why is it before Yehush? Because the coin doesn't even know who's got it yet. The coin hasn't even received it yet. He doesn't even know about it. So he certainly wasn't meat Yehush. In his mind, there was a butcher shechting animal. It's his meat. He doesn't know that, that what's happened. And what do we say? We'll play against the machloket. It's not quite a Mishnah here. This is a Gemara in Chulin. Amar lo machol li maya shel para. Sell me a matan para. How you behave matan. And the coin's matan up in there. Not 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 So now the buyer has to go and give to the coin. He can't get his money back. He paid the full price. If you bought it according to me, he said, give me a liter. He didn't say give me an amount of money. He said, give me a liter, a kilo of meat. Then not the coin. Now he gives the coin the matana and he gives, and he, and he can take the money off from the, the amount that he paid the butcher because he asked for an, a kilo of meat. He wanted a kilo of meat that he can have. If he's going to take off now 300 grams and give it to the coin, he goes to the butcher to give back 300 grams. And now look at this. Abba Rav. And Rav said, Rav says, what are we talking about? Right? That he's got to pay, give the money, he can't get the money back. Right? Is when he waited out himself. But if the butcher waited himself, he's got to go to the butcher and claim that money from the butcher. Right? So here we see there's a machlok. Rav doesn't say that it would depend before or after Yahushua. It was definitely before Yahushua over here. 
In our case, what did Rav say? Rav says, Why? Because before Yehosh, in other words, after Yehosh, it wouldn't be with, a, with and, and Rabbi Yochum says, Rabbi Yehosh says, after, it's with a Shani, because there was already Yehosh. So we see in Rav saying, before Yehosh, the Gorosh says, there's no machlok between them, just before and after. Here we put it pray for it. There wasn't Yehosh, and Rav still says, he goes to the butcher. Say aftin, in other words, like Rav Chizda, meaning that they can choose which one to choose from. That's what Rav Chizda said. They both can have him if before Yayush. Tremor says, so what's the Chilush of Yah? Why do we have to do this any? What would we have thought? We might have thought that when it comes to Matanot Kahuna, there there's no Xayla, and there would be no, we could Yayush would make no difference. Kamash Malan, there is even Xayla when it comes to Matanot of the Guna. That's what's the difference. But basically, he wanted to say, yeah, by wanted to say, there's no Machlok. There's a Machlok because you brought the case of Matanot Kahuna. Kamash says, no, there is a, there might. Whether you can or you can't go to you want. Said you can choose whichever guy you want to go to. If there was a Ghanif and he stole it, or a Ghanif and there was something else stolen from him, you can choose which one to go and get recourse from. Here, Rav, 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 Rav would say, and the machlok between Rav and Rabbi Yochum in the Rabbi would be that machlok. Not before after Yayush, but whether we hold, because the Gemara said, and the Travayu, they both hold like Rav Chisda, the Gemara says, maybe that would be the machlok. We're going to see three or four opinions of what the machlok would be, because we're going to say, on the one, there isn't a machlok, maybe there is. Rav Zvid says, there is a machlok. What's a machlok? would depend when, at which stage, where the original owners meet Yayush. Rav Zvid said, if they were meet Yayush, when the buyer already bought from the Ganif. They weren't meet Yash when the Ganef had it. So in other words, when the Ganef had it, there wasn't yet Yash. So as far as the Ganef was sold, it, he didn't sell it, it was his. When the, when the buyer bought it, there was already Yash. They were meet Yash then. So now the question we must have about the order. Because what happened first? First there was Shinu Rishut, and then there was Yash in our case, correct? Because the, when the Ganef had it, there wasn't Yash. Then they changed Rishut into the hands of the buyer, and now there was Yash. So what came first? Shinu Rishut. One opinion says, makes no difference. If there's if Yayush, you have to first have Yayush and then Shinrushut, then you kone. Shinrushut to Achal Kachyosh, but if all the other round wouldn't make, it wouldn't kone. Umasava Loshna, it wasn't Umasava Loshna, good Rashi. Umasava Loshna, the Kan Legamra, Philip de May, Loma Halelo. Right, so that's Rashi, so that's Machlon Rabbiana and Rabbi Yochanan. That's why Rav said, in the name of Rav, Rav said over here that. Uh, the din is with the Rishon, remember, with the Ganif. And Rabbi said the with the Shani. So he will say, yeah, the din is with the, with, the, with the Rishon. Why? Because the order makes a difference. So what, so basically, the, the second guy was never Kornet. So, so he'd go to the Shani. And, and, and whoever says that it, would make, it, it doesn't make a difference which order it is, he'd go back to the Rishon because the second guy was a proper buyer. Papa, I'm Rabbi Glimra, Rabbi says, no, it would depend. When it's a cult or a jacket or something, so everybody agrees, the you give back to the owner. And if somebody buys me from a Ganif and the original owner wants it back, he's going to pay the guy who bought it. Why? If that didn't happen, nobody would buy things. Every time you wanted to sell something to somebody, you'd have to bring a hundred proofs that it wasn't stolen. Otherwise, they think they're going to lose their stuff. The market works. The Ganif sold to somebody else and that guy paid for it in, in good, in good uh, faith. He, he gets restitution from the guy if he wants it back. Now you go to the Ganif and take it. You may from the Ganif. That's what the Ganif is. Do we have Takana Shukh or don't we? Rab Mishmai, Rabbi Chia, Amar, Hadid, Mishmai. Why Rab said that in the Rishon, the Ganif, why? Because he says there's no Shukh. 
So therefore, Adilim Arishon, because he's dinner de lokeach, de lishkol zuzemi ganef, the din of the guy who bought it, right? Then he gave money to a ganef. Velo asaba takadar ashuk. But now, right? When I'm married, Rabbi Yochanan Savar, right? Hold on. Rabbi Yochanan Savar, Rabbi Yana, Amar Hadinim Ashadi, why the money, the buyer goes, you go to the second guy. Didn't look out, the lish called me by the buyer, but I said, I'm money or not paying the money. That's it. So the, it's, the, it's the buyer who's, who's now, the buyer has to give back the cloak. The question is, who does he get his money from? Does he go to the guy who wants the cloak back? I've got to pay him back the, the money. Or does he go to the gunif? That's it. Right. So Papa says over here, I did him a ritual. He goes to the gunif. Right. And Rabbi Yochanan says, no, he goes to me. Because it's like a shuk, and I've got to pay him back. That's the answer. Okay. So Rabbi says, so Rabbi says, not like a shuk. In other words, he gives me back my coat. But I don't have to pay the money. He's got to go to the gun and get the money back. So the says, is that a fact, it's Rav, Rav, that, that I don't have to pay them back the back. He goes to the gun and Rav wouldn't tell me that Rav have it. Rav was a Talmud of Rav. And there was Hanan Abisha, this guy, Hanan Abisha, known as a Hanan, the bad guy. Ganav, he started a coat for Zav and sold it. After coming to Rav, he came to Rav, I might know who governs, Zil Shari Avitech. And Rav said to the guy who started in goods it was, go now and pay him back. Get the get, pay him back for the cloak. This Kanambisha was a guy, was it possible to get his money? The guy, the, the, you never, the, the, the buyer would never got his money out of him in the first place. He's a bad oak. And therefore, it's if we don't even know who the Ganif was. Don't know who the Ganif was, you've certainly got to pay the money. I'm a Rav, I'm a Rav, I'm a Rav, he's a famous Ganif. What, there's not a Ganashuk? ברחנן <laughs> Okay, so the difference of yeah of what he was famous was. Now a guy stole something, and with the stolen goods he went to pay back a debt, or ganav or he owed credit. He went and stole the pay back the credit. So the other Gemara says lo asubo takrashuk. Yeah, the with no takrashuk. What do you mean no takrashuk? Other words, a guy owed me money. He stole something. Can't pay me back. So yeah. We would say that if I want my goods back, so I, I, I would have to pay for them and get them back. So the Gemara says, the Catechist says, No, you have to let me do it. The Gemara says, like When you lent the guy the money in the first place, you didn't intend to lend back the money to be paid with stolen goods. Therefore, you've got to give the goods back to the guy and, 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 and he doesn't have to pay you. If he gave you a mashkana, it took a mashkana with 50% credit on what, what he gave you a lien. What says, yeah, we did do it. Right? I suppose that's a normal way of doing business. Look at Rashi. But look at the next case. So if, if it was equal, if you lent a guy 100, he got a mashkanta of 100. I'm a low asubotakana shuk. I'm a low asubotakana shuk. There's a machlok in Avia. 
Look at Rashi. Why would you say lo asu? It's the end. Derek lasot can lavot amash bashkun shovia. Hilchach lavadate the high mashkanta azufe. The guys look. No one really believes you. When you link a man, you never take the equal amount of credit. You always take double the credit because you don't. You don't expect him to 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 pay you back. So if he if he now actually with that that, that turns out that mashkanta was stolen, you knew that there was something fishy over here. Even when the guy lent you the money in the first place. So therefore, we would say you 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 would have to pay. Zavina shave b'shave. Right, skip those brackets. Zavina shav b'shave asubat ganashuk. Shav mea b'mata and Rav Sheshta man lo asubat ganashuk. Rav asubat ganashuk. Machlokat v'hilchet b'chulu as nagrogi maskana. V'hilchet b'chulu in all cases we are taking a shuk. In other words, if I if I want if I find my stolen goods with a third party, I've got to pay him back for them and then go after the ganav. Levar mi ganavu parab chovo. Except this case of here, we saw here where guy stole something and come and used the stolen goods and paid me back. With stolen goods in a case like that, if the guy wanted back, doesn't pay me back. Because that was I never intended to get paid back with stolen goods. So from the very beginning, I never expected to ever actually get them. So therefore, I've got no claim to them. Okay, So the case of Avinu Barazai, Chamor de Ravinu was Ravinu's father-in-law. Masik bo gavra arba zuga alim four hundred zuz. Ganav the guy Ganav Klinava actually had a case, started cloak and came to him. From the second boys, he paid him back his debt. And then he brought a, he brought a, a, a new mashkan, a stolen cloak, and Uzfar Bazur and took another four hundred from him. The sofu karagari. Then he was telling me there was a ganav. So Atla came and came to Ravina now. So Amar Kamai ganav uparab bechovo. He says velo bay lemeitav lei velo midi. So he says there was a ganav, and he paid his debt back. You have to pay anybody anything. So he said, "Hanach abazuzach." We're the second hundred of the second four hundred. Shachazuzach for hundred glimah. He says, "No, the four first four hundred kamai ganavu parabuchovu." The first four hundred he stole, and he paid your debt back, and he said, "You have to pay anything back." But the second four hundred, which you took the cloak with, that you got to pay the money for. So matkivla Rav Kahana, matkivla Rav Kohen. Now, what your Rav Kohen is? Because was Rav himself was he a Kohen? I think Rav himself was a Kohen. So somebody look, somebody Steve Mark look at signs out there who Rav Kohen was. Maybe the glimmer was for the first loan. And then, and there we've got a, a din of we said there that you have to pay the guy back any money. For the second 400 that he lent him, Himune Himna was only his good faith. Because now he trusted him from the first loan. The words like Igle Milta Mata the Kamed Rabbi Yosef. No one knew the answer to this, and it wondered around which Rabbi Yosef was dealing with the Shaila. So Amar Hilchet Kerav Coin. What did Rav Coin say? Basically, that uh, the like he said, he's Matki for Rav Coin. He said, "V'dil Meglima Bahane Zuzek Kamai." The cloak was for the first four hundred. The second one was you. You just believed him, so therefore you would have to. If we were starting good, you'd have to compensate them. The Gemara is another case. Nirsha, this is a Russia's of these old places people will live. A guy lived in a, in a place called Nirsha. Ganav Safri started a book. And Zavadipo sold it to a guy in Pupana. Say, Ganav Sifra. Zavadipo Pupana Betamnin sold it for 80 Zuz. And then Azal the Pupana, the guy lived in Pupana, and he went to Zavadipo in the Mechoz, the guy in Mechoz for 120 Zuz. So the Ganav, right, stole a book, sold it to one guy for 80, that guy sold it for 120. So for Karagari, it's all the so Rabbi Elazil Mar de Safra, the original owner of the book, must go give the guy in Mechoza, the last guy, Tamnin Zuzaf 80 Zuz, and takes his book back, because that's what the guy the guy have sold it for. Vazir Baal Mechoza, and the guy in Mechoza who paid 120, and he only got back 80 from the original owner, he must get 40 Mipumnai from the guy in Punai. Remember, the guy in Punai paid 80 and made 40. 
So in the end, what happens is the guy in Mechoza gets 120, right? And the guy in Punai who sold it for 80, I mean paid 80, basically he gives back 40. So it seems like he's out of pocket by how much? By 40, right? Because he paid, he, he paid 40, he paid 80. The guy in Mechoza paid him 120. So he's got 40 profit. I don't know, he's got to give back his profit. So I give 80 to the last guy and the profit that he made, he pays back. So the words, the, the, all the guys who sold, who paid the books are, 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 out of, are, are now equal and I'm out of pocket 80 shares, 80 zoos. Are you ready with me? Right? So Mark, what are you talking about? If you bought but the guy who bought it from a guy who bought it, What's going on? He says, no. Why? In other words, why must the buyers in between have to worry? The last guy paid 120. He must get his 120. Why? The takra shuk is the owner of the safari must have to pay the full price. Why do you make the intermediate parties have to deal with each other? She says, you're right. What does he do? He says, I'm going to give the guy who paid the last money his 120. Shaka said, take my books back. Velazil married the Safra, and now I've got to go. And I can now go and get, I suppose, the, the, the claim the money's back along the way from the guys who made the profit. Not sure how exactly it would work. Okay, new mission. Did they say anywhere what kind of books was he? No, anything. Just start using books as an article. Just start. Oh. Yeah, now we've seen this mission a hundred times, right? We saw this avion daf kavav. We seen this hundred times. The zebra bechavdu. This guy's got a barrel of wine. The zebra bechavdu, and this one's got a barrel of honey. And the honey's more expensive than wine. Needs to get chavichol vash. The barrel of, uh, of 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 honey is about a crack. So shafach zeit yano. So he, the, the guy who's got the wine says, "I want to help my friend with the vash. It's more expensive." He pulls out his wine. He steals the vash, and he and he saves his friend's vash. Now by on his own volition, nobody asked him. So the mission says, "Ain't no nescharo. All he can he can't claim his wine. All he can claim is now is the what it would have cost him as a worker for the time that he wasted." But if he said to the goddess, I'll save yours, but cause him my wine, then he has to do it. Now, another case, so now a, a, a flood comes, a river comes and wipes, goes two donkeys away. Mine's worth 100, and my friend's worth 200. I quickly think, well, he's got a prize horse. I leave mine and I save his. Again, he never asked me to do it. I did it in my invitation. It's my problem. Right, but if the agreement in advance, listen, your horse is worth two, I might be worth a hundred. I'm going to help you save yours, but you have to pay me afterwards. This is similar to the idea of helping to offload off Right. There is a mitzvah though. Yeah. Why is the guy only got the, the, the amount of schar? Was why is it being compensated? On the contrary, we want to come further and say, I'm entitled to all the honey. Why? Because your honey was in a barrel, barrel cracking, about falling to the ground. Once it was lost, it was lost. It was Hefka. I threw out my wine and grabbed your honey. So really, I cut my your honey from Hefka. It's mine. So because what's going on here? He says, then we learn in a brighter that if you're busy walking with a barrel of wine and, and, and a barrel of, of honey and you see that they've had a break, you can't quickly say, you know what? This that I'll get about a break will be true man on other fruits that I've got in my house. 
And if you did do it, it's if you did nothing. In other words, why is, why is it considered if you did nothing? Look at Rashi. It's going to all go to waste. You can't use it for your own purposes to, to torem on what you got at home. It's hefka. So if it's hefka, when, I, when your barrel is cracking and I cupped your barrel of broken wine, slipping, dripping out your barrel, it was mine. Everybody with me? Clear? Right? So what's says, no, I want to be hearing me. Because what I've been saying, no, it wasn't really going to fall out in one big shot. It was like Hefka. It was just dripping out. So I would have been able to still save it. But wait a second. We said, in the case of the Truma, if he said, if he made a Tznai that this is going to be Truma what he's got at home, it's not worth anything. But why? He's got money in his hands and a gun is about to approach him to steal from him. Lawyer, you can't say, The fruit I got in my house is being mechulal, the master shiny on this coin. Right? Because he wants to get, at least get his, the value for the money. He's going to lose it anyhow. And if he did do it, there we say it's kayamin. How come here we say that if he said, if it makes a tumor on something else, there it's the same idea, it's going to be stolen. Where he was able to save it. New, I understand. Even if he was able to save the money, so why do we say that only but he it's works? Why not even a He says, now It's it's not so pashut. To be hard to do it, but he could have saved it. Right? So he says, you law. over here. We're talking about a levy over here. Rashi says, Look at Rashi Levi. He had the levy now has got to give masir, trumat masir to a coin, right? And now the levy chavot and shiltevel tame and he's a vayre shayu law. The levy is tame. So now anything that he touches is going to become tame. So now remember the tame stuff for the coin. The coin can't eat it, but there's still things he can do with the tumah, right? For example, if it's oil, he can burn it. Right? The problem with tumah is you can't be mevatel tumah by yadayim. You can't go and ruin it and throw it away. But you can do, use it in a way that you're getting hana from it, even though it's being consumed. So if you're burning the oil, you're getting hana from it. Can you feed you, it to you, I don't think so. You can maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. You can take the wine. You can like you know uh, perfume the house with the wine and stuff like that. breaking, or it's been it was it was left out overnight, exposed, and we got a problem with the nachas. Remember the snakes? It becomes us, so you can't use it, right? Uh, says he, he, he says this on my nine other barrels. He says he can do the wine the oily card. Why we have said coin? Because have said coin. Because he caused the coin to lose money. So the says no. We talk about a case over there when it wasn't really dripping out. It was slowly. It wasn't broken. It was slowly. Understand when it was when it was shenishbara chazia that if it was breaking, he could still use the wine and the oil. And if it was exposed, what can he use it for? He can't even use that. that he can use the to 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 uh, to perfume his house. We saw that water that was exposed. You can't pour into the public places. You can't use it to make plaster with it. You can't clean the floors of the house with it. You can't even feed your animals. Not your friends' animals. So that is, you can't do the wine either. He says, no, David Lubman said he did it through a straining system. With a straining system, you get the poison of the snake out. So maybe you could use it. 
When is that? When the bottom sieve was was exposed. The bottom was closed. Because it's like a sponge with suffer milk and it floats. So we say, well, wait a second, you go through the whole process of getting the poison out. That's if you didn't mix it up. But if you mix it up, then turn it away. Yeah, we're pouring it through a sieve, so it's definitely going to become mixed up. You can still do it very slowly. You can do trimmer with this. You can use tame and tame, but you can't mushroom your tame stuff. We're speaking about lady now, and it's all tame. So even you can tell me about Nehemiah, and you could you could kasha the the the, the heiress from the gilu. You can't use it. And the worst Nehemiah, you're mere afa tame la tame loy to the chum ere b'shel demai. And even Nehemiah, he goes for even he said only this demai. Demai is a suffix, not vada. We're talking about demai. So we've solved this whole problem. So basically we saw over there that uh, you would be able to use the gilui because it was demai and there'd be a way to do it. So Amar Mar, so now we, the brightest says, Ube shemen lo coin. So on the one you could do it, we worked out how, but the shemen you still couldn't do it. The one says, Mashna shemen, why not shemen? The Rawi lahadik. He says, what shemen? Shemen, you can burn the oil. In other words, so therefore, the shemen you can't mafsid. You can't destroy it. You can't you just abandon it. Because it'll still be good use. But says, no, but wine as well, you can, you can use it to, to perfume your house. So why can you abandon the wine? It's, it's throwing away truma. Maybe ziluf is not of any substance. But that's not true. You drink wine that, was, that cost you a, a, a cellar for a log. And you can even do ziluf with wine that worth double that. So therefore we see over there that, wine, that, that ziluf is considered something. So the wine is good for ziluf. No, the commissioner said, here we speaking about new wine, chadash. And, and new wine has got no real good value for, for perfuming. It's only old wine. So it's new still. If I roll a yashna, why can't you age it? If you age it, anybody takes that color. You're going to come to having tame wine in your house. You're holding it there. You want to keep it till it gets aged. There's a suffix you might end up using tame wine. Shemin as well. You might end up using the shemin if you're keeping it there to burn for oil and it's in your house and it's, it's bad. It's tame oil. You might end up using it for your salad dressing. Someone says, no, no, no. You're going to, anyhow, you're putting it in a horrible clee. So you're not going to want to eat from it. Mm-hmm. Put it in a bag as well. When you use it to perfume your house, you're going to put it in a disgusting vessel. You want it to maintain the, the, the soon. So, it is the end of our year. It's a good place to stop. End of our year. We'll carry on tomorrow.